The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. My goodness, the number of uh, texts and calls coming in and wanting to know. Mm-hmm. What way the crooks are uh, figuring things out. I'm getting texts even. I just had one. <laughs> says, Jay, let me know. And I was like, first off, they called me by my real name. I'm like, who are you? Because the number didn't come up. <laughs> oh. Anyway, hi, Dom. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Donna wants to talk about uh, security and what she's doing out in her neighborhood. Hey, Donna. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hello. How are you kids today? <laughs> We're good. How are you? I'm just great. You know what I'm doing? While I was waiting for my call, I didn't know if you'd take my call. Thank you. I'm putting clothes on my solar dryer outside. <laughs> you mean a clothesline? Yes. <laughs> they smell so good, don't they, yes. when they come in off the clothesline? Yeah. So, anyways, because um, I'm also Dawn of the Plant Lady, so I'm busy in the garden. I'm going to tear down my cucumbers tonight, and I'm going to cover my tomatoes that are left. I know, I had to pick all mine off. Well, you know what? Cover them up if you have old cheeks. That, that'll keep them to grow. You know, it's, it's not going to last very long. No. Anyway, um, what I wanted to say is that the neighborhood that I live in, um, uh, the two times I've left my car unlocked, it's been broken into and, and ravaged. Uh, the only thing that was taken was um, uh, some mint and $12.80 worth of Canadian Tire money. Hmm. Anyways, um, last spring between the, now I've only, I'm a renter and I've only lived here, but I keep an eye on things is what I'm getting at. And I, 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 I don't consider myself to be a nosy neighbor. I was just going to say, are you the nosy neighbor, Donna? <laughs> well, one of my neighbors calls me Donna, the mayor of Forest Heights. <laughs> and I'm, I, and I'm all for, I'm so glad that Cartago won their parking issue because uh, it's just, that's in my neighborhood. But what I was saying is that because I, I walk the neighborhood with my dog in the alley and what have you, I, I know people's vehicles and I know the neighborhood and I know almost all my neighbors by first name. But last winter, between Christmas and probably March, I had to go and knock on my neighbor's doors and say, hey, you left your garage door open because I would be walking down the alley with my dog, or I just walk, mm-hmm. and the garage door would be open. And so I would go, and, and one time one of my neighbors, like, and nothing was stolen, but uh, one time I was uh, knocking on my neighbor's door, and they weren't home, so I was closing it. And we get people from the River Valley coming out from downtown, bottle pickers and what have you. And I was going to close my neighbor's about four doors down the alley, and there was a whole bunch of bottles, and what had happened is that one of the bags had fallen, and it had bumped the door from opening, and they just drove away, right? Anyway, so when this guy's like, oh, can I have your balls? I'm like, well, no. And he goes like, why not? And I'm like, because they're mine. <laughs> but anyways, I, I keep an eye, eye on things, and I, I, I always greet people, and I, I kind of like just not, not to, like to provoke or anything, but I... You know, I question, you know, hi, how are you? Are you having a good day? Mm-hmm. You what know, you it's, yeah, you're just it, it's a great idea. I, I Listen, 
I got to be honest with you. This happened to me, and I feel awful about it. And I've never mentioned it on air, but I was walking Jack. So it was a couple of years ago because Jack's been gone for a while. And I saw a guy trying to get into a house, but it was like his key wasn't working. And I just didn't recognize him. Like, uh, But he was three or four doors uh, down from my house. So he was sort of trying. I didn't think really anything of it. It was mainly just a guy trying to get in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no porch light on. And I've been there where you're, you you are the homeowner. You just can't get that darn key to go in the, <laughs> you know, the keyhole. And I went out later that, you know, about 10, 15 minutes later after I got Jack home, I went out to, Carol sent me out to get milk. And I saw the same guy on a different porch. And... I drove away to get the milk, and the whole time I thought, boy, that's really odd, because he was on a different house the time before, yeah. and I did nothing about it. Yeah. And then about an hour or two after that, the police rang our doorbell to ask if we had seen anything suspicious in the neighborhood because our neighbor got broken into. And I just felt like such an ass. I saw the guy. Well, you know what? I just pulled up. So, again, the Edmonton Police Service has their neighborhood crime map. Mm-hmm. I just pulled up to Willigertown. Yeah. In the last 60 days. Yeah. So, the blue ones are theft from vehicles. The uh, This one, the, the white ones, are multiple crimes in one location. The green ones are break and enter. The blue ones, yeah, theft from vehicles. That one is theft over 5000 Mm. So it's a car or something. So in the last 30 days, I mean, but this is, a, it's an interesting tool to use. Um, it's crimemapping.edmontonpolice.ca, and you can go in and you can put in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and... And it kind of a little bit of an eye opener because oftentimes you don't hear about it. If someone's car gets broken into, um, you know, down around the bend... You, you're you're you might not ever hear about it. You might see some broken glass or something yeah, as you're exactly. walking by, but you think, oh, I wonder what happened there. See, I've you know that particular night, I've thought about that so many times since it happened, and I thought, as our caller said, if I had just walked down and said, "Hi, do you need some help?" Yeah. or just it, it didn't have to be confrontational. If he just knew that I knew he was there and was looking right at him that it might have yeah. been enough to discourage him. Mm-hmm. It just... Yeah, or just didn't maybe moving down a little bit, right? right? Yeah. Right. Like, he was just... It, the fact that he was at two different porches, of course, seems a little funny, but I thought what had happened was he wasn't able to get it... Like, I put his backstory together. Mm-hmm. He, his key wasn't working, so he went next door to you, use the phone or something. You thought the best of a person I instead did. of thinking the worst. Right. Exa- yeah, you're right. That's exactly what happened. And, you know, part of us, though, it's like you don't always want to think the worst of somebody you don't want to you think oh look at that person they've going to be breaking into the neighborhood right but well you think it doesn't even happen in your neighborhood till you look at one exactly. of those maps hey right? don yeah. hi there what's going on so um you're talking about uh police in edmonton and that i find that uh, the maps don't work and most people don't even waste time reporting anymore and if you go in for a minor complaint they won't uh they won't even take it they'll just go yeah that's nice see you later at one point i had um my house broken into two people seen it as it was happening called the police they came they caught the guy they didn't even charge him with anything they just let him go the next day why didn't they charge him i to this day i have no idea you know i have no idea either i caught a guy who stole my wallet i caught him and and the police responded and it took a long time for them to get there because I had my property back, and the, there was no, you know, and there was a more, there was more urgent calls. Like I get it, they, there was a gun complaint somewhere. It took two or three hours, honestly, for them to get 
to where I was. And the problem I had was that I got my wallet back but still didn't have my passport. Mm. He had stolen that yeah. and given it to somebody. And the police asked him for identification. He said he didn't have any. So they took him at his word as to what his name was and released him. And that was it. I never heard of it again. I never got my passport back. You know, the, the one thing I'm wondering about, because I've seen in instances where some people have gone to a great step to find out who stole their trailer or who stole yep. whatever it was or broke into their house. And when they actually can find and prove the guy, get the videotape, they got where he lived, they got everything, the police say, oh, don't bother that guy. And the only conclusion I can come to is, is those are police informants. Hmm. And they, well, they get a get-out-of-jail-free card. That's the only conclusion. Like, when you have two witnesses watching him kick the door in, and they both, two people called, and there was a third witness in the back, but they didn't talk to that one. When, and they both called 911 at the same time. How, how can the guy not get charged after he kicks in both doors? Hmm. I don't know. Don't anyway. have an yeah, answer for you. Well, no. I don't have an answer either. Thanks for the phone call. Hmm. Well, I'm starting to get depressed. We do have happy stories this afternoon, too. Stories of Albertans rising up and doing incredible things. In fact, do you want to get to one of them? We need to take a break. And Let's then take can... the break. When we come back, I've got a great story for you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make your day and make you feel good about being an Albertan. So switching gears here a little bit, when we go through and... Uh, find stories to tell you about and share with you throughout uh, an afternoon. This one really stuck out today and it's and it's got a, a sad start to it because it involves a young couple being killed on, on a motorcycle earlier this summer. Yeah, 35 and 34 year old Brent and Nicole Karaluk, I believe is how you say their last name, uh, regrettably uh, lost their lives in a motorcycle accident. Uh, motorcycle versus truck near Innisfail that happened back in May. So they had two children, uh, the grandparents of which uh, took them in and are raising them now. Um, but each of the children has some challenges with hearing. So there's some need for, yeah. you know, special treatment, special equipment, that kind of thing. And it's it's not cheap. Um, among the possessions that um, Brent and Nicole had was a 1973 Pontiac Parisienne. Um, and I guess it was the dad, Brent. I guess it was his baby, and he worked been on it. Working and, on it, and they were going to sell it at auction. Right, yeah. and and they had hoped. Uh, I think. Well, originally Brent had hoped that that car would stay with him, and that you know that his son would be able to drive it one day down the road, or or that they'd be able to turn it uh. over, and you know, for for auction, whatever. Um, but it came, you know, with everything that happened. That day came sooner than later, so the grandparents decided to put it in an auction in Red Deer, and you know they were hoping to raise maybe fifteen or twenty thousand yeah. dollars for it. Uh, so here's what happened instead. Uh, <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, the the car was uh, taken out the uh, the Pontiac Parisian um, at Electric Garage Auctions, and the bidding began. But at some point, the auctioneer Rod, who I happen to know or we know of each other. He stopped the auction to explain why this car was being sold. He told the story of Brent and Nicole and of their two children and of the grandparents and just said, this is a family that needs the help. Well, 
the auction starts again and the bidding goes to Mm $29,000, well beyond their expectations for what the car would bring. But what happened next was nothing short of uh, incredible. The successful buyer then donated the car back to the family um, to be sold again, which it was. It was again. Uh, This time it was sold for $30,000 and donated back. And uh, again, a second time. So three times the charm, uh, it went for $20,000 the third time, bringing a total raised of almost $100,000. But guess what? Donated back again. And the family gets to keep the The family car. gets to keep the car. And, you know, normally I wouldn't go to the problem, wouldn't go to the this detail, but I, I want to tell you who did that. The first winning bid was Rod McWilliams from Red Deer Motors, then Danny Fayad uh, from Edmonton won the second round. Bob Bevins from Bulldog Metals won the third. Each of them, as we said, donating mm-hmm. the car back to the family. So that car will now be in the family. And the last buyer said um, it was incredibly moving for everybody there. Uh, he said that I think that it had uh, this had way more sentimental value to the family than me owning one more classic car. <laughs> so I thought maybe someday that young man will be able to drive his father's car. And how cool would that be, right? So and, cool. and knowing that story that uh, that went along with it. Good on you. Good yeah. on you. You know, tip I love of the moments like that. Hey? To you, to you all, and to all of those who were there, and to Grandma and Grandpa who are who are doing what you do. You yeah. know, you take the kids and you're. That's uh, yeah, it's a just tough one all the way around. I'm worried. You know, the, I'm highs and, the highs and I lows uh, with that story. Can you just imagine the tears that would have been in that auction house? Well, exactly. And just, you know what? That's what happens, though, right? Like that whole mentality, because not only not everybody's able to put twenty mm-hmm. or $30,000 on a car. I'm not able to. But as a result of hearing the story and as a result of seeing the... Um, the graciousness of these three individuals, a number of the people mm-hmm. who were at the auction just said, well, can I just donate? So a lot of people just wrote yeah. checks and yeah. said, you know, here's $500 or whatever, uh, bringing the total well over $100,000 for the family, which is spectacular. I, I always love when something like that happens. And if you've, if you've been lucky enough to be a part of being in a room where it happens, if someone wins something, says, no, throw it back in, mm-hmm. and it keeps on going, or throw it back in, or, okay, well, this is the check presentation, and then someone says, you know what, we can do better than that, and adds a little bit more. And, you know, we can get really down and crap all over a lot of people a lot of times yeah sure um because you know when you when you think about it you think you know you you're you're reading the stuff on the news you're watching the stuff on tv you're dealing with whomever at work whatever it is but then you see people like this i know and it's like all of a sudden okay if you're lucky enough you're thinking this is where i needed to be to be today to kind of exactly reinstill that Knowing that there's goodness out there. I know, and you know, it's uh, it's without sounding so hokey, but it's true. I know it's a small point, but but an important one. When you're at one of those charity auctions, and we've all seen it, I've seen it with the one that Carol Mm -hmm. and I ran for years, where somebody donates it back. This is a small but mighty point. If you're a registered not-for-profit or charity, and somebody buys something and donates it back, they get a gift in kind receipt. Mm -hmm. So thirty thousand dollars. Um, that's what I paid, but I never took possession. I donated it back to the charity, so they get a receipt for $30,000. 
which is a great program and it's it's great. But that's not the case here because they're not a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. That's a for-profit auction mm-hmm. selling uh, private property. Yeah, so no one gets no nice one's getting a receipt, receipt right. here for their next round. And yeah. I'm not you know, suggesting that our texters were about to suggest that. They probably weren't. But I just want to point that out because as gracious as the first is, it's still $30,000 out of your company's bottom line, but you do get the receipt, so at least it helps you a little bit with taxes, right? Or maybe you were going to donate that money to that cause anyways, and this is just a funner way to do it. But this is nothing but a straight donation with no tax receipt. So, pretty darn cool, I guess is all I can say. And uh, congratulations to everybody involved with that. Now listen. No, Chad's oh, on the here phone. We go. Hey, Chad. Hi, Jalen. What's going How on today? Good. 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 Uh, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago, my wife suffered a, a very terrible, debilitating heart attack, which resulted in double uh, amputations of both her feet and numerous fingers. And, uh, just a myriad of, of terrible, terrible problems. And the, the community of Camrose, where I'm at, they did a, a, a huge a huge party, a huge band and auction for her. Oh, wow. And that same thing happened. They had a beautiful guitar up for auction. Um, they, uh, a friend of mine had purchased uh, this guitar for an, an incredible amount of money, had every member of the, of the band sign it, and then they donated it to us. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing what uh, people do. Yeah. Yeah, it just, um, there's still a lot of good out there, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. There's <laughs> a little faith in human nature. Yeah, yeah. it does. Sorry. It does for sure. It you does, know, and I've always uh, said this, right? No matter what it is, 30,000, 3,000, 300, 30. <laughs> sometimes it's there. The opportunity is there. Sometimes mm. what prevents somebody from doing something great is just the opportunity to do something great, yeah. right? It was like that basketball team that we mm-hmm. sent to Las Vegas. Yep. How many companies stepped up with a thousand dollars right boom, now boom, boom. today and sent that team and it wasn't because the, the reason was because they didn't have the opportunity to know about yeah. the team prior to us exactly. talking about it and once we did boom they were there right sometimes you just need the opportunity to help hey Chad, open, go ahead open your wallet and just you know if, if five dollars makes a big difference to somebody who doesn't have a pair of socks <laughs> exactly. or a warm bowl of soup yep. anyways i'm not going to take up any more of your time thank you for listening yeah anytime hey, thanks for chad calling. chad out in camera is giving us a show hey, aren't we and supposed by to the way, thank him for listening yeah and, and by the way i hope things are going well with your with your wife there i hope things mm-hmm. are, are better we need to have a good news day well we, yeah we need to have like a shout out day like chad just did that's a good idea that's a we great haven't idea. done that in a long no, time. No, we haven't, but we should. A shout out about great people or great customer service or great Whatever charitable acts or yeah. No, let's not do it today because it's already three twenty-six, and I don't want to <laughs> limit the time to just the last half hour. Uh, hey, listen. You know what? Yeah. Dan's on the phone. Oh, sure. Hi, Dan. Hi, guys. You have a story? Uh, yeah. Um, my house caught fire last November. What? And in the process of trying to go through everything due to the recession and everything else, we didn't have home insurance. Mm. So we kind of panicked. Not, not The house was lost, but we were able to at least save some of our possessions. And when you talk about the kindness of people stepping up, um, we had friends when we were still trying to figure out where we were going to spend the night already set up a GoFundMe page for us. <laughs> And the community we lived in, because we lived in Evergreen Community, which is a trailer park, yeah. huge shout out to their community league. Um, within three weeks, had organized a silent auction for us, got us over a thousand dollars just from that. And nobody there has money. Like it's mm-hmm. nobody has money, right? I mean, it's and you typically working class people. Everybody there was hurting. 
You're not talking about big, expensive houses, but the generosity of strangers is just amazing. Mm. How are you guys doing now, Dan? Uh, long and slow recovery. Okay. Um, the, to be blunt, the GoFundMe page and everything else basically helped to pay off the mortgage. The good thing about it being a mobile. Yep. Um, we we're able to get some stuff donated to us, so at least, you know, my kids have beds. But it basically put us back at square one. Hmm. Yeah, and you know what, Dan? Nobody's done this, but oftentimes when you hear a story like yours, somebody will, and I hate to keep saying this, but somebody will text in, well, he should have had property insurance. Uh, you know what? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. you got to look at the situation mm-hmm. at hand and say, yeah, maybe, but you know what? Here's the situation this stranger's in. Can you help or not help? Yeah. And, and well, you, know, you know, looking in the rearview mirror never helps. Well, the worst part was we had home insurance for eight years. Yeah. And then ended up with job losses and everything else yep. and couldn't keep it going. Yeah, I understand. And yep. So it is what it is, but when you talk about the generosity of strangers. Yep, absolutely. Hey, I'm with you, brother. Thanks I, I spent many Dan, years without yeah. the proper insurance or coverage or yeah. anything else because I just couldn't afford it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, thanks for calling. Thanks for sharing. Take it easy. Thank you. Okay. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.